Hi, folks, and welcome to the Pro-Life Guys podcast. I am your host today, Cameron Cote, the, generally the co-host of the show, but Peter is not with us because today we are doing a pretty cool, absolutely independent, unrepeatable, um, in many ways, I hope, episode that we are doing with our Calgary interns this summer. Our Calgary interns are incredible, and I am hoping that we can get a little, capture a little slice of their personalities in this episode where I am hoping that you will see that anyone from all different walks of life can be a pro-life activist. I am really excited about the team that we have assembled here. I'm not going to make any Avengers um, associations or anything like that because that would be in poor taste, I'm sure. Those of you, a couple of announcements before we get into it, though, I should say. Um, so if you're not a Patreon supporter already, please do become one. We would absolutely love your financial partnership so that we can reach more and more churches through the advertising and marketing that we're starting to do to grow our audience even further. And by being a Patreon supporter, you get some pretty cool discounts at our upcoming Pro-Life Guys store. You've seen the t-shirts that Peter and I are now sporting. I'm not wearing one today because it got super stanky over the weekend while we were doing our um, Calgary crash course and we were running around um, door knocking and playing sports afterwards and all that kind of stuff. And so I'm not wearing mine today. Um, but yeah, I hope that you will uh, join us in that capacity. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode that I hope will capture your imagination as to um, how cool our interns are, but also how manageable and how important pro-life activism is for people of all walks of life. And so what I'm going to do is I'm generally going to um, touch base with each of the interns that you can see if you're on YouTube, if you're not on YouTube, then you probably can't see them, but I will try to describe them to the best of my ability um, so that even those listening through their earbuds will be able to picture the exact people that I'm talking about. Um, and we'll go from there. And so I want to start, uh, I think the microphone's over at Rebecca. And so Rebecca, you joined us from Coaldale, Alberta. You have a super cool taste in country music. Um, I'm sure that some people would say that you have an awful taste in country music because it's country music. But being yeah, an true. Alberta girl, um, <laughs> I, I can appreciate, I mean, I'm not an Alberta girl, but being a guy that <laughs> appreciates country music. My mother listened to country music all the time growing up. Um Tell me a little bit about how you found yourself doing CSPR's internship 2021. Okay, solid. Um, I went to AAP in 2020. And then and then this year I was done college and I just had a few months and I was like, what should I do? So I kind of messaged Alex about the internship. And he just, he literally was like, oh, and by the way, do it. And then I didn't reply to him, but lo and behold, I applied and here I am. Bingo. I love it. For those of you who are yeah. unfamiliar, AAP is a one-week mission trip that we generally do when the borders are open. Um, in Florida every year in February, we take a bunch of Canadian students and young adults and sometimes not so young adults down to Florida to talk to people on campuses down there about abortion. And that's how you got your connection. I, that's super cool. Um, and, and I'm curious, just to build on that a little bit before we move on to the next person, this <clears throat> summer, was it everything that you were expecting it to be? I don't know how much Alex communicated to you before you applied. What were you expecting and what ended up transpiring in your own words? Um, I was expecting to do a lot of activism, which is exactly what we did. Um, yeah, how much do I say? I I was um, I made very good friends with a lot of the people here because they're wonderful. Um, so I wasn't sure if I if that would happen. I mean, you never you just never know what you're gonna get. Like life is like a box of chocolates, and so, but it was really good. And um, so I say it, it definitely met my expectations. I knew it was gonna be challenging, and and it was in ways, but it was also fun, and we learned a lot. And so, yeah, overall, it was I got from it what I thought I would, and we were able to do a lot of activism, which I knew we would. <clears throat> Very cool. And by a lot of activism, put us a little bit in scope. I don't know if you guys know the exact numbers of how much activism we've done, but um, do you know generally how much activism we've done this year or no? Should I tell you? Because I, I don't know the views idea. number. Gotcha. As an internship, we have reached, I believe, just over 500,000 views of abortion victim photography. You guys knocked I on. need that for my speech tonight. So Bingo. I will get that over to you. <laughs> we are doing speeches tonight to the people of Calgary. Uh, not just anyone in Calgary, but our supporters here in Calgary. Um, around 3,000 doors got knocked on in conversations across the city, doorsteps and, and um, street corners. Super, super cool. 
Next person I want to throw this over to is Virginia, who's sitting right beside me. And so we can pass the microphone over while I stall just for a moment here. Um, Virginia joins us um, from Saskatoon, if yeah. I'm correct. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Cool. And so similar question to you, but mm -hmm. a little bit different. So, so um, Rebecca comes with her whether you want to say horrid or what, whether you want to say wonderful taste in country music. And, and uh, <laughs> um, joining us from Coldale, Alberta, you joined us from a, a little bit different um, pace. You you connected with us, I think, like almost a year and a half ago now. Um, and, and we kind of kicked the can down the field over and over and over again as we tried to find a program that wasn't going to get canceled by COVID. So <laughs> tell us a little bit about your journey towards the 2021 CCBR internship. Yeah. Um, well, I guess I found CCBR through a podcast, listening to a podcast, and then started listening to the pro-life guys. Um, so then I reached out to you and Peter and just asked how I could get involved. Um, and then I actually initially applied for the Vancouver Intensive Program, um, which was, of course, canceled due to COVID. Um, so I never really thought about doing an internship because I thought it was just impossible. Um, I work as a manager normally, so taking four months off seemed impossible. Um, but I just felt like God was calling me to do this. So I applied and then I talked to my boss and she did give me a leave of absence for four months and everything just kind of fell into place. So I ended up here. Boom. And I'm so glad that you did, um, not only because you're an incredible activist um, in, in doing our, our street corner stuff, our door-to-door -door stuff and whatnot, but also because you brought a little bit of wisdom and experience towards <laughs> the girls' house. For those of you who are unfamiliar, many of our interns travel to Calgary or Toronto, and then they live in community together. And I'm curious, what was it like living oh with people like Rebecca and as we'll meet Rachel and, um, and Danae and Brittany, who's on my other side here, Tell me a little bit about that transition from a very professional <laughs> capacity in Saskatoon working as a manager to um, living with a couple of goofballs. Well, it was a little different. <laughs> I'm used to just myself and my cat, who can be a little bit noisy, but not quite to the same degree. <laughs> so it was a bit different getting used to living with people again, um, but it was lovely. It was so much fun. Uh, we had some really good laughs, really good times lost a lot of sleep but that's fine because you only do this once so <laughs> it was perfect very cool we're gonna loop back around to you in just a moment here but i'm gonna throw it over to the other side here so so far rebecca and virginia have participated in our four-month internship which started beginning of may and it's going until right about now i'm gonna pass this over to jackie who's one of our two-month interns uh we we run a separate program starting at the beginning of july and ending at the same time as the four-month program at the end of august here to facilitate people who have different schedules different um stuff on the go sometimes it's high school students sometimes it's people that aren't able to take four months off sometimes it's um all sorts of other people and jackie you joined us so you were attending correct me if i'm wrong but southwest bible college here in alberta i probably butchered that by the way that you're smirking at me but tell me a little bit about how you got connected and how crazy it was starting a two-month pro-life internship what like a week after you got married uh yeah so um i got connected with uh, a staff member here loretta and that's how I got to know CCBR. I got to know her work and what she did and um, asked her a little bit about that and what um, interns typically do. And she encouraged me to take part of the internship. Uh, it was in 2020 when she first encouraged me to do that. And I said, I'll think about it. I want to do something else like uh, work full time. And then COVID happened and ended up, you know, getting canceled. And uh, she kept in contact with me about it, and the next year, 2021, um, she encouraged me again to do it, and I said, you know, yeah, I'll do it. Why not? Um, I don't really have plans for the summer, and here I am. Love it, and and I'm so glad that you're able to join us as well. I, I know that um, the, the two-month internship especially is always a bit of a wild ride, um, and, and you are somebody who has been doing um, some some leadership courses and whatnot through your your seminary um, in in that capacity. I'm curious, taking away from this summer internship, do you figure that there's skills that you can use in your ministry that, that you're doing, whether it's church planting, whether it's other Christian outreach and whatnot? What kind of skills do you take from this internship towards um, the career that you're uh, Lord willing launching into in the coming years here? I guess. Ooh, good question. Um, I would say just being out on the streets and engaging people on a very sensitive topic um, like abortion. And it just makes me more, I guess, comfortable to 
I get like it translates into ministry in a way where I'm I would be more comfortable you know, just sharing the gospel with people on the streets, you know, and um and just the the skills that I've learned um, from the the workshops and uh, the training of with pro life uh, apologetics um, will greatly transfer to um, ministry uh, ministry setting for me. Fantastic. Super good to hear. And, and that's something that I hear time and time again, not only from interns, but also people who attend our crash courses, our two-day or three-day programs. We try to condense a lot of pro-life apologetics is that so much of what we talk about is actually very, very um, applicable in so many different areas of life. I remember I after my internship, I went back to work at a camping store, a general store in Victoria, Capital Iron. And I've always been kind of a guy that deals with difficult customers and whatnot, but the the apologetics and the especially the conflict management skills that I learned doing pro-life internship were very transferable to dealing with irate customers in that setting. I'm going to throw it back the other side here, Jackie, um, towards Rachel down the end. And as we're going to see, not only with Rachel, but with one of our other interns here, nepotism is a thing <laughs> within CCBR, <laughs> but not in the glorious... Um, wonderful way that it often is with other capacities. I, I can't say that Rachel has come into a, a significant degree of prestige or whatnot. Um, <laughs> through the nepotism, her sister, Kateri, um, did an internship with us in London, Ontario this past year. Um, and, and Rachel has graced us with her presence over the summer, her incredible humor, and, and so much else that she brings to the team. And Rachel, I'm curious, what is it like doing an internship after your younger sister did an internship. I, I'm sure that there's some degree of competition between um, siblings anyways. Yeah. Was this something that you you came into wanting to outdo Kateri? Is this something that you came into <laughs> kicking and screaming? Is this something that you didn't even know that Kateri did this internship and you signed up completely <laughs> autonomously and then you found out partway through like, oh my goodness, this is the same thing my sister did. Tell us a little bit about your journey. Okay. Yeah. Um, there is definitely, sorry, there is definitely some competition. I'm used to winning it. So <laughs> no, I, I knew Kateri did the internship. Obviously I thought she was nuts last year for doing it. Um, I <laughs> apparently am also nuts for doing it this year, but, um, yeah, she, I, I think that this internship is different than hers is not, <laughs> not quite as uh, <laughs> weepy, maybe. <laughs> but um, no, it was, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> That's exactly what I was hoping that you'd say. Every, every internship is different and it's made up of the people in that internship. Some years we have had the quote unquote weepy internships where we have heavy emotional stuff, but everyone copes with the intensity of abortion in different ways, whether it's humor, whether it's um, sing Kumbaya by the fire, whatever it may be. This summer, I think it's fair to say, was not a kumbaya summer, um, though some people may have wished that it was more of a kumbaya summer, I'm sure. Um, and, and so with that then, so you come into the internship, not, um, not I mean, not, not to cut your feet down from under you, but like uh, something that you're a little bit, is it fair to say, a little bit leery of coming into and not entirely sure what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. How did this summer unfold, not only community-wise and getting to know the other, your fellow interns and whatnot, but also activism-wise, this, this pushes a lot of people outside of their comfort zone. And some people are incredibly scared of confrontation and whatnot. I, I know I've learned from your personality that isn't necessarily you, but tell me a little bit about growing into both the community internally with CCBR and also your experience externally with um, the people that you're interacting with, whether it's through postcarding or through the various projects we're doing at CCBR. Sure. Yeah. So with the community at CCBR, I, when coming into this, yeah, I was, you could say I was leery, hesitant. <laughs> I thought that everybody here would kind of be like weirdos and <laughs> nerds. Um, yeah, like I thought there's like a certain type of person who does this kind of thing. And I did not fit that caricature kind of, but um, <laughs> but it turns out everyone's way weirder than I am. <laughs> no, everybody is super normal, actually. Like you don't, I thought it was going to be full of people, you know, who are super kind of convicted and, you know, always just constantly thinking about abortion. And everybody is convicted, but also like you don't have to just, kind of be miserable all the time <laughs> there you can you can have fun with it anyway and it, I think that also like with the work itself um 
I've really been able to see like the value of the work and just how, <laughs> just how, um, important it really is. And like, uh, like you really can make a difference anyway. I don't know what you want me to say again. <laughs> again, that, that is exactly what I was hoping that you would say. That, that <laughs> It's such a diverse crew of people that are all weird with their own idiosyncrasies and whatnot. I'll, I'll appeal to those who have their fingernails some for some reason polished with what I think is Sharpie. Um, this, this is probably not something that you envisioned yourselves doing together at the beginning of the summer. Um, and as much as you're, you say that you're not Kumbaya, clearly you've painted each other's nails with, with um, belt markers. And so, um, no, I, I think that's fantastic. I think that that, that goes to show just how um, diverse in, in some ways the pro-life movement is in where are people coming from background wise i'm gonna grab that microphone from you and and speaking of nepotism i'm gonna throw it over to sasha who again joined us not not because his younger sister did an internship but rather his older sister both did an internship and um is now working on staff we might try to pull her into this um this recording here but she is madly trying to finish up a, a few details for the internship because we only got two days left here but sasha i'm gonna throw it over to you and so you're coming from Thunder Bay, Ontario. For those of you who don't know, Thunder Bay is a wonderful, um, it's not actually that small of a town, I don't think, but it's on the, the northern um, coast of Lake Superior, northern Ontario. You guys characterize it as northern Ontario, I think? Northwestern. Northwestern Ontario, perfect. Um, and so different people join from all different backgrounds. Some people come from business management backgrounds. Some people, um, Kateri, I know I didn't ask you about this, but I, I have a... Um, a sweet spot in my heart for the the cellular biology and genetics that you're pursuing um, at university in Vancouver. Sasha, you're a musician. You're a musician. You are a, from everything that I've heard, I haven't actually heard you play the violin yet, um, but from everything I've heard, you are a wonderful violinist. Tell me a little about your journey towards doing this internship and what it's been like um, becoming a part of this crew of people who are not, I mean, not necessarily inclined towards the, the very beautiful classical music that, that you uh, so, so adequately produce. Your, your reflections on the music of the internship, but, but first start with how you kind of found yourself doing this internship this year. Okay, so my sister Danae did the internship around three years ago. And so after the internship, the next February, I believe, um, we all went down like Victoria, who's my older sister and to name my older sister as well. We, and myself, we all went to Florida for AAP. And then after that, I was planning to do the four month internship the year after, um, in the coming summer, but it got canceled cause of COVID. And so, yeah, I ended up doing this year's two month internship and that's how. Very good. Glad that you are doing this internship. I, I do genuinely want your thoughts on the music of this internship. I feel like every year there are different soundtracks that go along with internships. Um, generally, it correlates with um, not not showbiz per se, but like there's a year that like all they did was sing Moana soundtracks over and over and over again. There was like two years back to back that everyone had memorized the Hamilton soundtrack, um, which was a, a very, very um, exciting year, I think. Give me your reflections on the soundtrack of the summer that, that the four-month interns kept pumping um, through, the, <laughs> through, through the audio speakers in the van and whatnot. Was it good music? Was it so-so? Was it pretty okay. wretched? Well, some of it was okay, but some, of it, some was semi-disturbing. Some was actually really bad, and I, but mostly it was okay. Mostly it was okay. Okay, well, we, we can handle that. So this is good um we we are seeing different kind of personalities in the inter internship which is great and probably the second best i would say personality in the internship the the clear silver medal amongst the personalities of the internship i would say is rochelle sweden um, looks best in silver medals <clears throat> not canada <laughs> Uh, but I joke with that because I share a very, very competitive nature with Rochelle. And so often I, I struggle to find people within the CCBR community who have a competitive streak within them. So, so many of the people that we work with here at CCBR are so gentle and so kind and so <laughs> compassionate and so not competitive that I have a really difficult time with it. I mean, Peter 
has been a great sparring mate when it comes to verbal um, verbal back and forth and whatnot <laughs> and and even the sports that we do both in our in our own time and in our upcoming series that we just recorded uh, a couple days ago Peter versus Cam Rochelle tell me a little bit about how you got involved in CCBR and we'll follow that one up with the competition of the summer. I know the post-starting, <laughs> I know the different aspects of the summer involve some degree of competition. Share a little bit about those two points, how you got involved and the competition components of the summer that, that you thrived in, I suppose. <laughs> okay, well, um, so I started with CCBR and I kind of volunteered in and out through high school. Um, and then I was actually at a vehicle choice chain with Alex and uh, he highly suggested the internship to me and you, you were both there. And, um, well, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'll think about that. And then, and I was like, inwardly, I was like, heck to the no, I have other plans. So anyways, and then, um, two weeks before the internship started, all my plans for the summer kept falling through. And then, um, two weeks before I uh, messaged Alex and I was like, yo, yo, the internship's still going on. And then he was like, uh, uh, yeah, it is. And I was like, okay. And he's like, you have to fundraise. And I was like, oh, okay. Anyways. So Anyways, that's how I decided to do the internship. It was like a two-week kind of impulsive decision. Weird. I know. Unusual. Unusual. I know. Impulse. I don't make impulsive decisions. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, and the competitive – I. Okay, so similar to Rachel, I wasn't sure what kind of environment we were going to walk into. And I wasn't sure how many people were going to take me because I am an odd breed. Um, and so – and anyways, so then coming in, definitely like the competitive spirit, I wanted to win in everything I did. And so when I heard that there was postcarding happening, I immediately went to, oh, can I win in postcarding? And then sure enough, there is a way you can win in postcarding. And that's getting out as many postcards as you can and hopefully being the top and not second. But anyways, um, yeah, so I would say the competition was decently, decently good. I mean... Yeah, I, I don't know. Everyone was like relatively kind of competitive. Um, I did appreciate Cam, however, and, and Rachel's very also very competitive. Um, but I did I did appreciate Cam because in even just like little sports that we'd play throughout the summer and stuff, I knew he wanted to win. So it's just it's just more it's just better when I beat him that way, just like in bowling the other night. So anyways, um, I would, I'd, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's better being on the podium than not at all. So yeah. I, I agree. I, I full full um, confession here. She absolutely annihilated me at bowling, especially after I've made a remark. People asked me how I, would, how I would evaluate my bowling ability, and I gave myself an eight point five on a ten. Yeah. Um, if he's an eight point five, I must be like I don't know nine point seven or something. Very naive take <laughs> on it. I got absolutely crushed at bowling, and so props to Rochelle for beating me on that. Rochelle, one more question that I want yes. to throw to you before. Uh, we passed the microphone on to our last, but certainly not least, intern on my right-hand side here, left to the viewing audience, as it were, stage left, I suppose. Mm -hmm. um, I don't actually know if that's how the stage directions work. <laughs> I think it might actually be the side of the actor. Um, so over the summer, that competition drove us to be able to reach um, thousands and thousands mm -hmm. and thousands of people day over day over day. And yeah. you mentioned postcarding. So postcarding is delivering pro-life literature um, house by house throughout the city. And I believe that this summer through Calgary and parts of Strathmore, I believe, we reached around 75,000 homes with um, with the truth of what abortion does mm -hmm. to preborn children, coupled with, on the back, a very thorough explanation as to why abortion is a human rights violation if they weren't able to um, kind of draw that from the images of human <clears throat> beings that have been killed by abortion. Mm -hmm. But that wasn't the only thing. So um, pro-life activism wasn't the only thing that we did. One, one thing that I... I really, really enjoyed. And I, from the feedback of the interns and my colleagues, something that was really enjoyable over the summer is at the end of June, we went down to Foremost, which is a, mm -hmm. a very tiny town, Southeast Alberta, I think it's fair to say, small town. And we trained around 30 or 35 people in pro-life conversation skills. And that was <clears> something that you and I were able to, to pair up on um, as mm -hmm. we did a couple of workshops. And I was wondering if you could share a little bit about that week down in Foremost, Alberta, what that was like for you, not only the training that not only giving, doing activism and training, we're joined by our last wonderful member of the internship. We're going to throw it over. Yeah, Marcus! We're going to throw it over to Marcus in just a moment here. But 
Um, Rochelle, just give me a, a little bit of a thought on that that experience down in Formos, the training component of it, but also mm -hmm. the, the culture component of totally. getting out of the big city into the small <laughs> town of Formos. Honestly, uh, that week was probably the best week um, in the internship, in my opinion. Um, I just like I learned a lot. Like before that, we were learning how to train people and how to train people in the apolo apologetics of abortion and and how to and how to defend preborn children. And so, like Ham was saying, we had the ability to train like 30, 35 people down there. And it was absolutely amazing. Just the community I found was like um honestly like it was unreal like they were all very family oriented and all of them had a passion for the preborn and something that is extremely rare and i was i was very moved by the community and just like seeing how they communicate with each other and communicate even with their church community as well like very very christ focused and very people oriented and yeah i was just i was just very moved by i don't know the part they played in my life and i even had the opportunity like i think it was a week and a half ago to go and visit some of the people that i me and rachel actually had the opportunity to stay with and just like even in a short amount of time that they were there they impact so many of us and yeah so we had the opportunity to train a lot of those people and like i don't know i learned a lot through the people and we we got to give them we got to give them something too which was nice but i think i think i took more from that weekend than i i gave yeah cool and so huge shout out to those listening in foremost alberta we loved our time down there we hope that we can partner with you guys again at some point that we hope that we'll be able to find more communities next summer that we're able to um chat with and and help them grow in their ability to have mind-changing life-saving conversations about abortion i'm going to talk to our my my good friend here sitting right beside me uh Brittany, Brittany next um and Brittany, so you are coming from southwest ontario uh, we we had um sasha from northwest ontario and um as a bit of a aside I generally characterize Northwest Ontario as part of Western Canada. Um, the, there's so much going on in Eastern Canada, as Peter can share with you, as Blaze, our, the fellow who's been on several times on this show, um, kind of my counterpart in Eastern Ontario can, can attest to, with like a third of Canada's population concentrated within the, the greater Toronto area. So much of their focus is on, on that core area. I know that they're doing a lot of stuff in Ottawa and Montreal as well. But I, I generally characterize... Thunder Bay as part of Western Canada. I don't know if that's fair. I don't know if you would characterize it as that. But Brittany, I want to throw it to you. As somebody coming from Southwest Ontario, you were somewhat familiar with CCBR before doing the internship. You um, had friends and I'm sure a couple cousins that had done internships before. What was it that drew you towards doing this internship? And if I can ask, I, I don't know if I've asked you this even over the summer, so I have no idea what you're going to say. Why the Calgary office? Yeah, thanks, Cam. Um, so yeah, I got involved through my cousin, Vanessa Otten. As you all know her, I'm sure she's uh, very influential on the Pro-Life Guys podcast. She's in the CCBR realm in Toronto. And so yeah, she asked me on Facebook if I would join. And so I felt the responsibility to actually join. Um, what was the other question? So the other question is just, so so coming from Southwest Ontario, why why Calgary? Why Calgary? Yes. Um, well, as you know, Toronto is about 4 million people and Calgary is only 1 million people, something like that. And so just driving in Toronto, I, I would never do it. <laughs> and so even though it was a 36 hour drive to Calgary, it was it was really beautiful drive. Um, and I love it here in Calgary. Like the driving isn't even as hard as I expected. Um, <laughs> the parking though is, is I, I still can't give or, get over the parking in Calgary where you can just park in front of anyone's house. Um, so yeah. <laughs> yeah. So very, very good. 36 hours from, from the Oxford County or so to, to Calgary, Alberta. I'm sure that's probably about the, the same amount of time that it would take from Oxford County to downtown Toronto. And so uh, we're, we're very thankful to have you out here. And I'm going to throw it over to the last person in our line, the man, the myth, the legend. I'm sure that he came straight from his security work. Marcus is a wonderful, wonderful intern that, that we've had. Absolutely incredible that he's been a part of this summer, not just because he brings a very different um, experience to the internship, but also because you've made this work in the midst of everything else that you've got on the go. You're working a full-time job. You're, you were taking a bunch of courses earlier in the year. Tell us a little bit about how you ended up doing a CCBR internship and joining us for activism yes. so often through the summer, especially with so much else on your plate. 
Yeah, for me, uh, uh, I came to know about uh, CCVRO as, uh, you know, a student of Alberta Bible College, and uh, it's part of our academic requirements that uh, you are able to satisfy uh, some hours of uh, uh, internship program. And, uh, you know, I got uh, to know about it through my dean of academics. And uh, I was excited about it to be able to have uh, a field experience because uh, my course had to do with uh, uh, Bible and ministry, uh, a, a, a Bachelor for Theology. And so I, you know, I quickly grabbed the, you know, the opportunity. And, uh, but it turned out to resonate with my, you know, uh, background experience uh, as a pastor that uh, uh, I have a responsibility to preserve life. I have a responsibility to uh, speak uh, on behalf of the voiceless. And so, you know, I I, I saw that uh, that was what uh, CCBRO is uh, uh, predominantly all about. And uh, I decided to put my whole life into it because I saw it more as a calling than just an internship. And uh, it was a huge, huge, uh, you know, experience that I had. So exciting, so challenging and uh, uh, also thought-provoking when it came to the issues of uh, uh, pro-life apologetics. You know, I, you know, learned a whole lot. And I want to, you know, express gratitude, you know, for this wonderful opportunity that, uh, you know, I have decided to be, you know, to stay put as uh, a volunteer because uh, there is nothing like uh, saving life. This is just my, you know, stake on it. Bingo. And, and what a beautiful way to put it, uh, the, the opportunity to save lives. And, and I know that pro-life outreach can be daunting for so many people, whether it's conversations with friends or family members, whomever it may be, or even complete strangers in your community. Um, these conversations can be tricky. However, we desperately need more people who view this not only as an obligation, but as an opportunity as well. And I think that you speak very well to that as to um, the opportunity that you have. And I'm super excited to continue working with you. I mean, you're here in Calgary, Alberta, yeah. uh, where we're certainly excited to continue to partner on not only training people um, at Alberta Bible College and whatnot. But... Amazing. Yeah. yeah. Alberta Bible College is uh, a wonderful place. And, uh, you know, uh, I, I believe that um, they will be so glad to partner with CCBR. Uh, a lot of students will be so, so, so excited to grab this opportunity in ministry, you know, to build their, you know, yeah, their, their, their ministry and their career. So I'm, I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Fantastic. I, I'm excited for it as well. We have a growing movement, as you can see here. And this is just our Western interns and, and Western interns in a year that we weren't even able to do much recruitment because of the COVID um, situation. So we've got incredible interns down east as well. Um, I know they're very busy in, in their windup as well. Uh, we're looking for more interns for next year. We uh, Danae is going to be starting her intern recruitment as soon as this summer is over. And we're really excited about that. And so as we start turning towards the conclusion, I want to, uh, Marcus, I'm going to put you on the spot here, and, and I'm actually going to invite Danae, our wonderful intern coordinator. Let, let's give a round of applause for Danae. Um, yeah. I don't know if we, we can make room for Danae, but uh, let, let's, let's try to make some room for Danae. Danae is our wonderful intern coordinator. We alluded to her earlier um, in the episode. She is working. She did the internship in 2018, I believe. 2019, my apologies, 2019, and she has joined our staff this year as our intern coordinator working with our intern director, Alex Van Brunhorst, whom we featured on Humans of the Pro-Life Movement way back when. Um, she has far more hair than Alex does, which is wonderful. She relates with a whole different demographic than Alex is able to, which is great. Um, Danae, I'd love to pass the microphone over to you and get your take on the experience of the summer, not only coming on and working with interns as a leader for the first time, but maybe speak into the um the community and how impressed you've been with the work that this quirky goofy sometimes outright um strange group of people have been able to do share a little bit about your experience as the leader of this summer's internship sure so it's been hard but very very um encouraging it's been really great working with 
all of the interns, and I've really grown um, to love you guys. And you guys are super quirky. And I heard just from my office <laughs> your discussions on music. And let me tell you, there's there were discussions on a whole lot more things than just music. Um, but I just so appreciate young people who are willing to give up their summers to save babies. And um, obviously, abortion is not something that most people like to talk about. So, and And these babies are hidden. And so by God's grace, I think, when it is impressed upon their hearts and you, your guys' hearts to actually get involved, I'm so thankful. And does that answer your question? That absolutely <laughs> answers my question. And the one other question I'm going to ask you before I throw it back to the interns. So based on your first year's experience of people who have done the internship, if you had to characterize who can do a CCBR internship, you're going to be moving into recruitment mode coming up here. I hope that many of our listeners are... Um, at least contemplating the idea of growing in their pro-life engagement and involvement. How would you describe what kind of person can do a CCBR internship? What, what would you say to that? It's so wide. I think anyone can do it if they're willing, basically. We just need people who have a willing heart to do it. And yeah, I'm not going to, I think that really is the case. That's what I was hoping you were going to say. I was hoping that you weren't going to say like, oh, only people named, named Jessica or only people who can do this or that or the other thing. I think that's exactly the message that we want to impress upon people of the pro-life movement, that you can change minds, save lives, and transform our culture. That this isn't just something that is reserved to somehow superhuman people that got bit by radioactive spiders or anything like that. I'm pretty sure Rachel did get bit by a radioactive spider at some point because that's the only explanation for her personality. Um, but I, I, di I digress. Um, I, I think Danae hits it on the head entirely because anyone can do a CCPR internship. Anyone can get more actively involved. I threw that barb to you, Rachel. Therefore, I'm going to throw the microphone back to you right away. And we're just going to move down the line. And I am going to ask each of you for what you would say to either our listeners or the people within our listeners' audience to encourage them, to invite them, to empower them, whatever, however you want to describe it, to get more actively involved in the pro-life movement, whether that's in Canada, whether that's in America, whether that's somewhere around the world, um, big town, uh, big city, small town, whatever the Shania Twain song says. Um, <laughs> what would you say to somebody to encourage them to get more actively involved? Um. Okay. Uh, thank you for starting with me, Cam. <laughs> I'm so happy you did that. Um. I would say, well, you know, in my experience, like I. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> What's with the plant? It's part of us. <laughs> yeah, I would say that um, you know, like when I got involved as a volunteer first, I was kind of like, "What? Like, what are we really even doing here?" Like, I felt like it was sort of a unwinnable war, and it obviously is a, a big challenge and a long road but actually like I, i've been privileged to see like every day th the small victories that we see and like we are winning the battles and and i think that it's so encouraging to see and and that even though it can be overwhelming at times like there are 300 babies who die every day just in canada and so like you can make a difference actually that's what i would say bingo i love it i love it i know that vancouver is going to be very fortunate to have you rejoining their their ranks as a an outreach person um while you go back to school it's been a pleasure having you as a part of this year's internship i can't wait to see what you're able to do in vancouver and i very much hope that at some point we're able to talk about um other roles and steps in the pro-life movement. We're going to throw it over to Rebecca next, um, our wonderful representative of Coldale, Alberta. Um, Rebecca, what would you say to somebody um, to encourage and empower them to be part of, whether it's an internship, whether it's just more active in their local group or, or whatever that might look like for them? Mm, let me see here. I mean, there's a lot more than just, there's a lot more to it than just activism. So a lot of what Rachel said is what I would say is that you're doing something fulfilling. It's not just like you have one goal way down the road that you'll never get to. It's all these little, you can see people change their minds every day 
Um, so even if the end goal, even if abortion isn't illegal in Canada, you can see this every day that little impacts are being made. But uh, so aside from that, though, it's not just it's not just the activism. There's also the community, which I find a super encouraging part of doing an internship like this. I think if we didn't have the community that we had, it would have been incredibly difficult. But you just have people to lift you up and to spend time with and just, you know, it's fun. And um and, and it can be fun. And no matter what kind of person you are, I think you can find your kind of people in the pro-life movement. Um, also, because like Janae said, I, like anybody who wants to can do it. So you get so many different personalities and, and that makes it really fun. So I find that encouraging. <laughs> Absolutely. And and I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I'm so encouraged by the community that has been cultivated this summer. I know this is going to far more challenging for those who are down towards the end of the line as things get said. And so I apologize to those who are going to speak towards the end, but I'll, I'll throw it over to Rochelle. Um, and, and Rochelle, how, how would you put yo, yo. into words the encouragement yo, yo. necessary for those um, who may be kind of on the sidelines or are limited in their involvement to this point? What would you say for that? Okay. So for one, I would say, I mean, like, obviously, you talk to a lot of people who are on the sidelines and who like personally call themselves pro-life and we talk to them on a daily basis. Um, and I would say like, if you personally claim to be pro-life, I think you have to ask yourself the question, what are you doing? Um, because the reality, like Rachel said, is that there are 300 babies dying every day in Canada and it's devastating. It's heartbreaking. And like, I mean, we display the graphic truth on a daily basis and seeing that and like if we truly believe that they are human like i it's it's kind of time to step up to the plate like it's it's i mean like babies are dying and like i think it's our job for people who recognize the humanity of the preborn to actually to actually do something and so yeah bingo what a great way to put it and it reminds me of the words that are often attributed to edmund burke the the british philosopher and and politician um, the, the words often attributed to him are the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil are for good men to do nothing. Mm -hmm. And, and I think that speaks to it, that there are so many people who have a heart for preborn children that are despondent mm -hmm. because of fear, because of lack of training or lack of opportunity, get involved, connect mm -hmm. with CCBR, connect with the pro-life guys podcast in, in one way or another, mm -hmm. um, and, and get involved. Danae, I'm going to bring it back to you at the end because I think that, that you'll have the, the final word on recruitment and whatnot. Um, so Virginia, will come to you. What would you say as a words of encouragement or empowerment for those who might be contemplating getting more actively involved? I think just very similar to what's been said already um, with this many babies dying every day and they are the most vulnerable and weakest members of our society and there's truly not enough people who are doing anything about it. Um, because we can keep them hidden, uh, we just forget about them. So I think it's just so important to impress the fact that we do need more people to stand up for them and to be a voice for them. Um, and just that anybody truly can get involved. Um, I'm one of the least confrontational people that you'll probably ever meet in some ways um, and didn't think that I could do this, but it's actually so empowering just to be able to change somebody's mind and help them think about abortion in a more humane way. Um, and it truly does make a difference. So, yeah, I think that's about it. Love it. And, and a, a good reminder that the Lord does not call the qualified at yes. all times. He qualifies the called. And I think mm -hmm. that um, that isn't obviously to cut your feet out from under you. I, I think no. that you're very qualified for doing this, <laughs> obviously. Um, but if you at home or running on the treadmill or whatever, the, whatever you're doing right now, I don't need to name all the different things that you could potentially be doing right now. You don't need to be super qualified to get involved in the pro-life movement. There's a tremendous amount of training and accompaniment and guidance and mentorship that can happen in the pro-life movement. And so I, I think those are very, very wise words, Virginia. Thank you. Brittany, I'll bring it over to you. What do you got for the folks listening at home or abroad? What words of encouragement would you offer to help them become more active, whether they're very active already and they're just getting a little bit more active, whether they haven't been active ever before? What words do you have for them? Yeah, I'm just trying to think here of what else I could add to already the good remarks that were made. Um, so yes, uh, the community um, that we uh, we have here is just is fabulous. Like back home, I live by myself, I go to a secular workplace. And so this was a wonderful change to like, be surrounded by like minded people, and do the same job, come home every day and talk about it, and have wonderful discussions about anything. Um, so the community, um, also the responsibility though, um, 
So as it was noted, 300 babies every day are, are affected by abortion. And so I feel like we should all have the responsibility to step up and do something, whether it be through, through this internship, which I recommend you all do, um, whether it be volunteering, donating to this wonderful work. We uh, definitely need more people. As you see, there's about 10, 10 of us here right now and how many of you are listening who are pro-life. Um, so just maybe think of how, how you can get involved maybe through this internship next summer. Absolutely. And I think that you bring up a great point. There's lots of different ways for people to get involved. Some people are able to make a, a full summer commitment. Some people are able to do this as a career. Danae made the courageous decision to make this her career, um, and, and this isn't necessarily a, a one-year mission trip for her. Some people are able to dedicate um, several months or several weeks or whatever it may be. We also need people who are able to dedicate their prayer, dedicate their finances towards building up this movement. We don't have the, the Bill Gateses and George Soroses of the world quite yet on board with the pro-life movement, certainly not for CCBR. And so the generous support of people who are donating $50 a month or $100 a month or whatever it might look like for you can not only enable us to have larger and larger internships, and by that I mean with more and more people, not just with larger and larger people, um, more and more people doing more and more outreach and whatnot. Um, I, I think that's a very, very good point. Jackie, I'll throw it to you next here. Um, and, and words of wisdom that you would have, not only for people in general, I, I might spin this a little bit specifically for you and for Marcus, both of whom are attending Bible colleges and whatnot, especially for Christians, especially for those who may be going into Christian leadership. The value of being involved in the pro-life movement and integrating pro-life apologetics and pro-life information into whether it's the sermons that are being preached, whether it's the, the uh, ministries that are being offered at different churches, what words of encouragement would you have specifically for Christians in getting involved, more actively involved in the pro-life movement? Uh, well, I can actually speak into feeling unqualified. Um, you know, knowing I was going to do the internship and preparing for that with fundraising and uh, the, the weeks, days leading up to um, July and just feeling more nervous about it and feeling like I, I couldn't do it. And, um, but just to get um, it started and being in the, the training and the workshops and uh, some of the days were just not feeling qualified or even feeling up to doing activism, but just simply um, getting into it and just doing it. It's, it is so rewarding to um, just go for it. And I'm like Virginia, I'm not, the person that is uh, confrontational, but uh, when I'm just doing it, and you know, it it is rewarding it, knowing um, you're having conversations with people and you're seeing their minds changed and you're seeing um, the the things that you have learned uh, put into practice and applying it. It's um, you know, it's 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 so cool to to see, um, and it's it's also um, you know, building me up as a as a person in my character and, um, you know, doing all of these, uh, act, uh, activism and doing all these things together as a community and, it's, um, edifying to me. Um, and to answer the question about, uh, to Christians, you know, we, we uphold the, the sanctity of life and we know that children, that, uh, we are made in God's image and, um, we have that responsibility to, um, you know, fight against injustice and when we see that you know as god's people we want to take part of that and we want to uh you know love people simply right because he first loved us that's what i would say amen amen what a great way to put it and and that's absolutely something that that we need to look give a, ourselves a good hard look in the mirror when we think about loving our neighbor because so often we say the truth without compassion is ineffective, but compassion without truth is not love, right? Compassion without truth is not love. And so we need to love our culture more deeply, more profoundly, um, and be willing to share that hard truth that abortion does kill children, does kill children, while also sharing with them the beautiful support and, and guidance and, and help that is available to them. So I think that's a, a great way to put it. Sasha, I'll throw it over to you. Our, our musician among us, um, what, what words of encouragement would you give to people regarding getting more actively involved in the pro-life movement? First of all, I want to say I'm happy for Thunder Bay to go to Western Canada, just to let you know. Okay, <laughs> so 
what really makes sense to me um, is whenever, like, me and myself included, we think of great injustice, injustices in history, and we think that if we were there, we would have been on the front lines and we would have been the people that would have made the difference in history. And I think that if, for me, if if I don't get involved in the pro-life movement, I would have known that I wouldn't have been one of those people. So that's what makes sense to me. And I think that what I believe in volunteers can be the lifeblood of this movement because not everyone can be a full-time staff. I think that more volunteers is a really great thing. Absolutely. We don't transform Canada by having even 100 or, or 200 or 500 people working full-time for CCPR. We transform this nation with millions of people dedicating whatever time they have, not only to engaging their friends and neighbors, but most especially engaging their family members, right? I think that the pro-life issue has to start in the home and that, that children need to be educated on this before they even find themselves in these challenging pregnancies so that they know that their parents are there for them, that they're not worried about getting kicked out of their home or being disowned by their family, um, should they come home pregnant, then the pressure towards abortion. Um, we absolutely need to meet people where they're at and absolutely need to build this um, the, this army, as it were, of compassionate, loving, genuine, quirky, humorous, whatever it may be, pro-lifers who are willing to go into their sphere of influence, friends, family members, those in their community, and make that difference. So I, great word, Sasha. Marcus, I'll, I'll let you bring it home. Our, our pastor among us, a man with a, a flock himself back in so far away. I'm curious what words of, of encouragement you would have, not only to um, the, the lay Christians who may be filling the churches, but also the Christian leaders um, and the role that Christian leaders will play in not only empowering their congregations, but also themselves getting more actively involved. I know that the hesitancy amongst um, the clergy pastors and, and um, consistory board members and, and leaders of the church um, can be, can be a, a heavy weight and, and knowing how to navigate that can be challenging to the point of despondency. What words of encouragement would you have, particularly for those in leadership and how they can bring this to, to their congregations and whatnot? Um, first, uh, I want to uh, say that God is love, and First um, John chapter four verse eight said so, and then verse sixteen also said so. And uh, anyone who does not love does not know God, and uh, it's important that uh, we put this in perspective that. Uh, the work of saving lives is about showing love and care to people. Uh, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And uh, if you claim to uh, love God and be for God, then uh, loving people, especially these pre-born that have no one to speak on their behalf, that are voiceless, is very, very crucial for uh, uh, leadership in the churches to embrace because um, it is very sad to note that even among Christians we have you know this uh, uh, gross violation of uh, the uh, fundamental rights of the preborn, and so it is very important that we speak about preserving life to our congregants and uh, uh, those who uh, are within our household of faith to ensure that uh, they enlist on this uh, 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 this wonderful work that uh, CCBR is doing uh, because uh, ministry is about giving. You know, it's not about taking, it's about uh, sowing into the lives of people in whatever capacity that uh, you are serving in the church, maybe as a pastor or as, uh, you know, uh, 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 maybe in any of the uh, leadership uh, uh, position you find yourself, it's about giving yourself, giving your time, giving your resources. And God said, uh, he who fetches even a cup of water, that person will be rewarded. So I want you to know that uh, every uh, every uh, 
time and effort you commit into this exercise of preserving life, of changing the minds of people towards being pro-life, that uh, God will richly reward you. And, uh, you know, uh, humans will also recognize what you are doing. So it's it's a clarion call for every one of us to be involved in this in this exercise. Amen. Beautiful words. And and so how often we, we are told and, and we remember, recall as Christians, our, our duty to care for the, the weak and the vulnerable, to those who are being led to slaughter, and how important it is that we, we do answer the call and that God gives us the strength that we need to make an impact in the lives around us. And so beautiful, beautiful words. I'll throw it from you, Marcus. The final words I'll throw over to my wonderful colleague, Danae. Um, as something of an internship recruitment pitch for next year. We've spoken about different ways people can get involved. We've spoken about um, the, the importance of all people from all walks of life getting involved. Danae, finish us off with regards to uh, why people should do this internship specifically and how it can prepare them for great things within the pro-life movement. Wow, that's a big... <laughs> Why come to Calgary? That's your question. I'm hearing from Rachel that you should come because of the stampede, but I think there's so much more. (laughs) There are so many more reasons. Um, I love the colleagues I work with, and both internships are so valuable, I think. Calgary has an emphasis on leadership, and so we want people who are going to go back to their communities and continue to save preborn children in whatever capacity they can. And so as um, a potential intern who is listening to this, um, the Calgary internship equips very, very um, normal people. I, st- I became an intern in 2019 and it was, it was as much as it's very common to say it, and like, it was life-changing, and I mean that in a very sincere way, because you are taught very specific um, tools that you can use, and whether or not you become staff or go back and lead uh, a community group or volunteer, I do hope that every single intern here will have the preborn so um so in their heart that they won't be able to not do something. Um, But that is what I hope people will take away from this internship and internships in the future. Absolutely. Absolutely. I I think that um, whether you're Christian, whether you are of a different faith, whether you're of no faith, I think that our hearts first need to be broken for preborn children. And then through the opportunities that are available to us, our hearts need to grow that they need to be broken day over day. My heart is broken day over day, not only realizing the children that are being killed day after day in Canada and around the world, but also interacting with the mothers and fathers who have chosen abortion for their children. My heart breaks day over day, but our hearts need to grow for those children. And I think that so often we need to no longer ask the question, what is necessary of me? Not how much is required of me, but how much can I give? And, and I hope that those are words that will stay with our interns. I hope that you have enjoyed meeting our wonderful team of interns here. Um, and I hope that if you, if you bump into one of our interns, either from this year or from previous years, you'll have the opportunity to chat with them about their experience, learn about what it was like, um, whether it was in, in Calgary or in Toronto, um, doing internships. I hope that some of you will even consider joining us for an internship, whether in Calgary or Mississauga next year. And whether it's an internship, whether it's growing your involvement in some other way, certainly want to invite you to do that. For those of you who this is your first time tuning into the program, we are the Pro-Life Guys podcast. Peter and I are two guys that are passionate about ending abortion around the world, specifically here in Canada where we both live. And we hope that you are empowered to change minds, save lives, and transform our culture. If you're listening to us on your favorite podcast catcher, then please continue to do so. We have more and more episodes every Tuesday that generally focus on um, apologetics-oriented discussions, whether it's inviting in a guest, whether it's just Peter and I bantering back and forth. uh, Thursdays, we generally try to focus on 
humans of the pro-life movement or the news that's happening around the world, don't be surprised if you see some of our interns featured on humans of the pro-life movement in the coming months here. I think they have beautiful stories that we weren't even able to scratch the surface on um, in today's discussion. But I hope that this discussion has helped you realize just how important it is, whatever your walk of life it is, is whatever your experience is, whatever your level of comfort is, you are welcome, you are needed, and you are invited to be a greater part of the pro-life movement. Thanks so much for tuning in. We hope that you tune in again soon. Woo.